Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. synopsis of the previous episode, which was which was Ahmed Khaf, page 20. We spoke about the main idea of returning face-to-face, which is on Rosh Hashanah, which we've been speaking about in the previous Maimarim, happens through the blowing of the shafer, which is an expression of the spiritual uh, service of blowing the shafer, which is the simple cry from the heart, which is an expression of the deepest, when, when you're touched by the deepest part of your soul, the Yechid Hashem Nefesh, the essence of the soul, that cannot be expressed in not in words and not even in a scream but in just a simple um, quiet voice showing that it's coming from such a place it bothers this person to his very core of his essence therefore he cannot express it in any words or any even a loud voice which would be an expression of his own feeling separateness of his own existence rather it's an expression of his total essence which cannot be contained in any in any expression just in a very quiet voice and he said that we explained the idea of the nesira, of the, of the separation between Adam and Chava and Rosh Hashanah, which is the, originally the, the feminine and male aspects of the Tzilas, Zah, Nukva were back to back. And everything on every Rosh Hashanah goes back to that state. And Rosh Hashanah, they, that's when they were removed. They were cut apart from each other and they come back face to face. And that's accomplished through the blowing of the Shafer. And then we brought this interesting medrash that says that Hashem separated between the light and the darkness that there's two explanations. One is that Hashem separated the light to Himself and He separated it to the, to the righteous ones. It makes sense how He separated it to the righteous ones, but why would Hashem need to separate light from Himself? He created the light, so why would He need the light? So the explanation is, first, we have to understand when we, when we call Hashem the infinite, the infinite light of Hashem, the infinite energy of Hashem, why do we call it light and not Shefa? Shefa is an influx of energy and uh, seemingly, sometimes the idea of shefa is actually a more spiritual term, whereas oyer is more of a physical, relates to the actual light. But shefa doesn't relate to anything physical, it just means an influx of energy. But we, the reason is because when you say light, it shows that there's, that there's no change in effect in the, in the source of light um, through giving out that energy, whereas shefa implies that there is a change in an effect of any shefa that's given over by the mashpia the giver is always affected, just like anything which is which moves something is, is himself also moves. And we said an example, when a person gives over, when a teacher gives over an intellectual concept, there's a change in the actual, in the teacher, through that giving over the concept, that he gets more insight to the concept. Like it says that for my students, I learned I've gained the most. And not just in a, a student which is really, you know, sharpens the teacher by making good questions, but even just the actual idea of teaching Adds uh, adds insight to the to, into the teacher because it's not something that happens automatically, like the automatic flow, um, shining of the sun, um, 
that's something that automatically within the nature of the sun it, it shines whereas here the teacher is not just automatically giving over this concept he has to he has to prepare himself to give over the concept he has to think about how he's going to talk it over how he's going to say it and what aspects of the concept are applicable to the student and therefore um, being that he has to prepare himself and to delve into the concept he it's actually it's, it's making him get a deeper understanding and more insight into the concept and <clears throat> even even the person that's very smart he understands the concept to himself it doesn't mean he's going to be able to teach it to somebody else that's a whole different level that means somebody has to really understand the concept in the deepest depth of it to the very core therefore he can extrapolate and express it into different ways because he understands the core of the concept and therefore he'll be able to teach it to the student so um, any any hashpa comes through hachana, any giving over comes through a preparation in order you have to you have to delve into the concept and understand it and that's why the mashpia is changed he is affected by this hashpa in, in a good way he's affected he gets more insight into the concept and even if he's not getting more insight into the concept more understanding in the concept he already he already gets it in the deepest way but when he gives it over it actually makes him connect to it more because he has to invest himself in it and invest himself into the letters and the mind of the student so he gets more excited about the concept he gets more passionate about it even if he doesn't get more insight into it we ended with the question that seemingly the idea of ashpa um, giving over of something is actually a, a, a superior quality right um, because he's being invested to the concept he's gaining more insight he's gaining more excitement about the concept but at the same time when the idea of being invested in this means that the the teacher is lowering himself to the to the mind of the student and to the letters of the student the specific way the student will understand it and that's a that's a descent and a deficiency in, in the in the teacher so we have to understand these two opposite things happening here in Ashba. Is it good, adding insight, or is it bad, making the teacher have to bring himself down to the, to the mind of the student? So the explanation is the Inyan Ashefa who Shemashpia Mashabakabil. The whole idea of Shefa, like we're explaining before now, the giving over of something is that you're giving over, you're transmitting that which you received. To be inyan mashpia makabel. When we're talking about there's a, a giver and a receiver, hiniya mashpia ene dover atzmi. The mashpia, the giver, is not an, a self-sufficient, intrinsic, essential entity. Ki im shemakabel dover. Rather, <coughs> he's, he already he received something. And that which you received, that's what he's given, that is what he's giving over. Um, and it's self-understood that that's not comparable at all to that which he received to himself to that which he gives over to the other person there's no comparison to that which he receives to himself and understands in his own mind to that which he ends up giving over to the other person but even though there's a big difference in how the teacher understands the concept to himself and how he gives it over on a lower level to the student but in the end, what is he giving over? That which he received from somebody else. So he's not an intrinsic, self-sufficient entity. And therefore, since he's not totally self-sufficient, he's only giving what he received, it's, it's possible, it's relevant to, to talk about by the mashpia. You can say that he, was, he gained something from giving over the concept, or it was a deficiency because he had to lower himself to the mind of the student. By 
and through giving over the idea and and investing himself in the matter, there's there's added and there is innovated by him in this idea that which he did not get that's we didn't with that which he didn't have until now, because he's not an intrinsic entity, he's not self sufficient. Therefore, there can always be something added to him because now he's not an essential something that's that is totally essential. Therefore, it can always be something added or taken away. Um, but now, getting back to the... This is all about Shefa. But now, what about uh, Light. And a moir, and the source of the light, the luminary... The, the luminary, the source of the light, is an essential, self-sufficient, intrinsic entity. Um, and the light which shines from the luminary is comes automatically. It's not something which it has to be bothered to or be have make a special preparation to give over. It's some automatic. Not something which he has to be invested in and totally bothered by and totally taken over by. And nothing is added to the luminary through um, through the revelation of the light from it. Because it's a essential intrinsic ma- entity, it's already perfect in itself. And therefore, that anything which is given over from it, it cannot be added to it or taken away from it. Now, the conclusion from all we said about the difference between Shefa and Eir and Light is that in Shefa, um, through the giving over, <coughs> through the transferring of something or of the intellectual concept, like we said in the analogy, there's, there's brought about a change into, in the giver. In the teacher, <coughs> He's, he gains insight or gains interest. Uh, and also, he's bothered. He is changed in himself to now put himself in a state a state of giving over the concept. Because the the giving over the transferring of the concept is not happening automatically. He, he has to put himself in the mode of giving over. He has to sort of say limit contract himself. And lower himself in order to be able to be in the state of giving over the intellectual concept to the student that was on a lot lower level. Because when the 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 light is shining in a revealed way to himself, meaning when the intellectual concept how it how it shines within his mind in its full clarity and full depth in his own mind, he's not possible at that state to give over to the low to the student, um, because it's on the, the student on a lot lower level. And also, um, he's not even in the right state yet to give over. He's not in the state of being a mashpia, of a giver. He, right now, he's totally in the state of receiving and seeing the amazing quality of the, of the intellectual concept to himself. He's totally overwhelmed by the revelation, by the clarity of the concept. He's not in the state of being, lowering himself and being able to give something to somebody else. On the contrary, not only is he not in the state of giving over, in that moment when the concept is shining in his mind, he's in a, a state of ascent, of totally feeling above everything. Not in a descent, in order to give over something. The nature of the effect is to be totally connected to and cleaved to its cause. As it's explained in Chassidus, that the, there's a relationship between uh, when something is being developed, there is a relationship called the illa, uh, illa a cause and effect. 
just like, for example, in the um, intellect and emotions. The intellect is the illa, is the cause, and the emotions are the f- effect that which comes out of that cause. On illa, in illa and ul, always the the ul, that which comes out, it was uh, was previously included, um, absorbed within its within its source, within the the cause. So in emotions first existed within the intellect, and they were revealed from that source. And even when they, so whenever any, whenever we're talking about a relationship of ilo and ol, a cause and effect, the effect that which comes out is always its nature is to always be connected to its cause because its whole existence comes from that. Whereas, the, in opposed to yesh me ayin, the relationship between a yesh and existence and ayin, nothing. When the creation, it says the creation is a way of something came from nothing, and that it's a creation of um, the yesh that which was created is so far, it doesn't exist within the its source, the ayin. It's something which is created from nothing. So its nature is not to be connected back to its source. On the contrary, it, it, it feels itself totally separate from its source. But when we're talking about the relationship of illa and ol, of a cause and effect, the effect always wants to be connected to its source, where its, where its existence first started, and the highest level of its existence is in its, co- is in its, in its cause, in its source. So... Over here with the with the teacher, when he is feeling that he's in a state of, of, of absorbing and understanding the concept, that is just like this. He's just like the the effect which has come out of the cause. His whole nature is just to be connected to that source, to that concept which he's comprehending in that moment. Like other places in Chassidus explains this, like the idea of something uh, in kashrus. Something which is in the state right now of absorbing, it doesn't, it doesn't give out. It doesn't have the ability to give out. It, because it's totally taken over by the intensity of absorbing whatever it's, whatever it's absorbing in that moment, it, it cannot give out whichever, whatever is inside of it at that moment. Uh, being that it's absorbing right now, it cannot give out. So this, the, the, the teacher, when he's totally submerged and immersed in the understanding of this concept, there's no he's not in the state at all of being able to give it over. He's totally nullified and focused on the concept itself. And that is the nature of any effect to be totally connected to its cause, to its source, its root. Lachin, in the parentheses, somebody who has a very mature state of intellect and a very high level of intellect, Somebody who's totally intellectual person and gets and really gets concepts in a very deep way, and he's a very very brainy person, and he, he's more living within his intellect. That type of person is usually a removed person. He's usually removed from society in general. He wants to be by himself. He wants to just seclude himself and understand deep concepts, and he's usually just in general a removed person, not like similar in the social matters to everybody else and social skills. So that's because this whole idea of intellect, we're saying here, when it's just the, the intellectual concept is shining within you, you're in a way where you're totally removed from the, the state of giving over to somebody else, to lowering yourself to give over to somebody else. As it's seen by somebody who's a very mature intellect, he's totally removed from society. As explained from this, as explained in Samachvav, 
from the Rebbe Shab Bichtei she yuchalash bielazulas itzarich latzamtzim mitzatzme. In order that the the teacher should be able to give over to the student, he has to totally contract himself and uh, limit himself to bring himself down from the state of understanding the concept, but and to put himself into a mode, a state of giving over. That's a total total contraction. It's symptom, a limiting for the for the essential state of the teacher. And then the light of his intellect, the intellectual concept, how it shines within his mind, or at least a little bit of that uh, light of his intellect, is able to be able to go down and to be given over to the student when he limits himself and lowers himself and takes himself out of the state of understanding into the state of being able to give over. Besides the contraction and limitation that has to happen within the, the intellectual concept itself, he has to also limit himself, put himself into a whole different state of mind. That it should be, uh, that it should be possible for him to give over something. He has to take himself out of the state of receiving and put himself into the state of now I'm going to be a giver. Now I'm going to lower myself and start to relate to the mind of the student and to think about how to put myself into his shoes and to, to give over the concept to him. And also you have to limit the, the actual intellectual concept, how the, how, the, how the teacher understands it, and it's on a lot deeper level. He has to be able to extrapolate and take away all that depth and to take out one point, simple point that the student can, can connect to, and take that point and to start building on that. And in that little... That little part of the the stu- of the teacher's intellect, the more contracted, limited part of the intellect, which he is able, he finds that little simple point of the intellectual concept, which he is able to give over to the student. Within that, also there has to be He has to take a lot of advice and to think and to sit on the matter and think how I'm going to give over this concept to the student. How what like what in which way and which with which words which. With which concepts, explanations, analogies, that's why we see that there are some teachers that they are able to really, you know, have good effects and to teach, to bring over concepts to their students. And there are some teachers that can't bring it over and do not have a good effect. They're not really that great te- at teaching and bringing over concepts to their students. Why? Because this this teacher, who is a good teacher, who is a bar pale who is able to teach and give over concepts. He, is, he knows how to arrange his words in the right way, how to explain the intellectual concept to the student. He always has novel ways and new words that are totally relating to this intellectual concept and able to enclose the concept in, a, in, the, in the letters in the mind of the of the ta- of the student, so the good teacher is always he's always able to think. He's always coming up with new ways, new examples, new letters, new ways of ex- explaining it to this to the student. Through that, the Talmud, the student knows the idea and he understands it. So that's the that's how you have sometimes that's the good teacher. He always is thinking for different ways how to bring down this concept. But some people aren't good at that. It's a whole other skill to bring it, be able to bring yourself down to that idea, to that level of being a giver. So conclude from all this, when we're, when we're talking about a mashpia and a makabal, giving over something like the idea of the intellectual concept, or giving over the intellectual concept, so that is, when you're doing that, there's a change, 
and an effect within the giver. Um, that we said the change that he that he gets a deeper in, insight into the concept, or he gets more excited and more invested in the concept, um, and he also has to change himself. He has to put himself in the state from being a a receiver to a giver, and he's 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 spoil. He also is very affected from giving over this. What does that mean? He's very busy in his mind. He's taken over by this idea of giving over. He has to be totally put himself into that state of being the giver now, of transferring over the concept. He's totally bothered by this. Um, besides the fact that he is now, he's bothered by the fact that he has to put himself into a mode of giving. So nothing's going to be given automatically from him like the sun, which is automatically shining. He's also bothered and busy with the fact of how he's going to give over the concept to, in a way that the student should understand it. So he's bothered because he has to, he's bothered and he's busy and in, in moving himself down to a state of giving, from the state of receiving to the state of giving. And also uh, within that state of giving, how specifically is he going to be able to explain this concept to the student? So it's a great change and a great effect in the giver. But with his not so, we're talking about light. Light does not affect any change within the source of the light. Like the example of the light and the ray of the sun. It doesn't matter to the sun at all if the if its light if its if its light is going to shine or not. When there are clouds which hide this light of the sun, it doesn't bring about any deficiency or it doesn't take away anything from the source the source of the sun, from the sun itself. And also, if the sun, if the, the ray of the sun does shine, it doesn't add anything to the to the orb of the the sun itself. So we see that there's no change within the within the source of light by the shining or the lack of shining of the light, and also the sh- the shining, the revelation of the light is is an automatic. somewhere, not not through the source of light having to bring itself into a state. Of of shining, it's an automatic, natural thing that the sun shines. That the sun is not bothered by giving over the, by giving over by the idea of it's going to have to give over shine light from itself. It's also not bothered by how it's going to shine the light in a specific way that the creations are going to be able to handle it. It's something automatic, ingrained in its very nature, being that it, it being that it is a it is a a source of light. The whole idea of light. Of shining light is in a way where it's not; it's automatic. It's not; he's not bothered by it. He's not invested in it. Hare. Um, so conclude. We can conclude from this. Light does not bring about any change or effect within the source of the light. So what's the reason? The difference between the shefa and the air that the shefa does make a, a change within the mashpia, whereas the air does not make a change within the ma'ir, the source of light. It's because because the light is just a ray, a radiance, uh, um, just a simple ray from the sun. It doesn't have anything from the essence of the sun itself. It's a ray, it's a very contracted, limited expression of the sun, and nothing of the sun itself. And not totally um, dissimilar to the idea of Shefa we spoke about before, giving over the intellectual concept. This is the actual thing, which was you're giving over something of essence. Uh, like, for example, 
the idea of shifas maim, when, it, when, it, when the water flows, it's called shifas maim, the flowing of water. It uses the word shefa in connection to water. That the actual water are being drawn from one place to another place, not a just array or a more limited quality of water. It's the actual water are flowing. Whereas, um, any type of shefa, not just in this idea of flowing of water, uh, like on the idea of, so taking it back to the, stu- the student and the teacher, when he's giving over the intellectual concept, that is shefa. He's giving over something of essence, not just a ray from the source. But the idea of the, of light, who light is in very essence, it is just a a ray, a external ray from the source of light. Therefore, it doesn't bring about any change or effect within the source of the light, because since it's just a uh, a ray, external ray, which has no worth, it's totally uncomparable to the source of it, to the source of the light. So that that external ray doesn't affect the source at all, which is so totally, so much, so much above that external ray. It doesn't affect the person at all. It doesn't affect the source of light at all, because it's so low. Whereas, where we're talking about shefa, it's since it's a, you're giving over a something, a real something, which has essence to it, therefore it causes a change within the mashpia, because he, it, this, it, 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 that which he's giving over is something real. It's something, it's not just an external ray from him. He has to sit and really contemplate how he's going to give over that concept. And it changes him. Whereas the sun, since it's just a ray from the sun, an external, very, very low level of, of light, it's something which doesn't, therefore, it doesn't have any importance to the source of light. It doesn't create a change. Because it has to be something of importance to really create a change. So, vihine. Now, on the other hand, be, even though that it's just a external ray from the sun, um, nevertheless, it's still similar to the source of the to, of the light. And this idea, this idea of being similar to the source, is only exists by light, not by the idea of shefa. So, what does that mean? Explain that. The Shefa, when we're talking about Shefa, it's not compared to the essence of the source of that Shefa at all, to the Mashpia. So example of that. Like the the mundane talk of the of the Torah scholars. Even though it says in the Gemara that we need to learn from even the mundane talk of the Torah scholars, being that they're so smart, even their mundane talk, you can learn a lot from. There's always something intellectual, even within whatever, whatever talk they're talking about. There's always something intellectual you can learn from. Unlike the mundane talk of a regular, simple person that doesn't have anything you can learn from it. But nevertheless, you cannot say that the, these mund- the mundane talk of the Torah scholars does not have any comparison whatsoever to his essential, to his intellect, how it is, his essential intellect, how it is in its very pristine state. Klau, the next page, Chavbeiz. In the end, we're talking about a mundane talk of the of the Torah sage. Um, so you can't say that it has a, this has any comparison whatsoever to the actual real intellect of the sage. This is just a mundane, very external level level of the of the sage. So, 
So too, in giving, in giving over any intellectual concept, that that concept which you're giving over is not comparable whatsoever to the concept or to the how, the concept how it is in the mind of the teacher. And and all the more so that it is not comparable whatsoever to the essential intellect of the of the teacher. The concept how it is within the teacher's mind is on a whole different level, and also obviously the teacher's mind which is understanding that concept, is on a whole level, a whole different, higher level. So, whereas, um, whereas the light, even though it's just the external ray, which has no comparison whatsoever to the essence, to the source of light, nevertheless, it's similar to the source of the light, as we're going to explain. So, never, but, uh, but when it comes to Shefa, and the Mashpia, Shefa, even though it's the Mahus Dover, it's an essential, it's a, it's a real essence here, a real substance being given over here, nevertheless, it's totally incomparable to the source, to the Mashpia. Like we're saying here, that the, the, the um, mundane talk of the Torah scholars, even though you can learn from it, but obviously it's nothing compared to the Torah scholars themselves. So this mundane talk of the Torah scholars, it is a type of Shefa from the Torah scholar, from the Talmud Chacham, but it, obviously no comparison to the essential intellect of the Talmud Chacham. And any time that when the teacher is giving over an intellectual concept, a shefa of intellect, has no comparison to the concept how it exists within his mind, and all the more so to his intellect, which is so much higher than the actual concept, and it's so much, such a higher level. But the but Oyer and Moir, the light, is, even though so far, and has no comparison to its source of light, but it's always going to have a similarity to that source, as we'll explain next. We're stopping on the top of page Chaf Beis, three lines from the top, Ukumoshi's Bar-Li'il. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb, and if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Teirer Lukute Teira almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to m- allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb at gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.